Well, I have a great privilege tonight. I get to announce the speaker tonight, who happens to be my lovely wife. She's uh, actually Mrs. Reverend Ashley Burke. She's a credentialed minister through the Assemblies of God. She's a graduate of North Point Bible College and somehow also being the most beautiful girl in the world, she married me. So I don't know how that worked out, but I married up. And I'm excited about that, actually, and blessed. But Ashley, why don't you come up? I'm blessed to have this woman share tonight. She's not only an anointed speaker, but she's also the best wife in the world and the greatest mother. And I'm so grateful that she's alongside me, even though with these boots she looks like she's actually higher than me. Uh, but I'm she's still a long time to me. <laughs> Amen. I tried to get my husband to let me preach with my Judah bear up here with me, but he told me no. So it's just me. Um, but tonight I am going to come out of 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 4 through 15. I'm going to try to paraphrase most of it because it's a, a, a large portion of scripture. But um, if you're taking notes, which if you're in Teen Challenge, you should be taking notes. Um, the, the title of the thought or the message that I have is, are you sensitive to the call? God's ringtone. So what is a ringtone? A ringtone is a melody or a sound a phone makes for an incoming call. It can be fitted to a person's unique personality. So the people we care about the most, we have a way to point them out when they call. So I don't have to look at my phone if I hear what the ringtone is. So when my husband Paul calls me, I know that it's him and I can choose to answer it or not depending on if I want to talk to him. You know, that's the way that we have to set people apart for the call. See, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, it talks about some Hannah. Hannah was the wife of Elkaniah, and he had another wife, Penaniah, but Hannah was the one that was barren. She was unable to have children. And Elkaniah's other wife was fertile. So she was giving him children and sons after sons after sons. So Hannah went before the Lord and cried out to him. And she made her request known to God. She told God that if he would look down upon his servant and give her a son, she would give her son back to the Lord all the days of his life. And then Samuel went on to become one of the most highly respected spiritual leaders in all of Israel. God used Samuel in establishing Israel's kingship under God's authority. And it started with a woman who was barren, who was broken, who didn't know that God loved her or that God wanted anything to do with her because she couldn't even satisfy her husband and give him a son that he asked for. It started with a woman crying out to God, and because she did that, we have Samuel now who became one of Israel's most greatest leaders of all. 
Samuel chose to answer the call on his life. Even though his, wife, um, his mother Hannah placed him in the chapel or in the temple, he had to make a choice to answer the call that God was giving him. What is God calling you to? Are you being sensitive to the call? Or are you desensitized to the Lord's ringtone? God is the exact same way. He's not going to use some generic ringtone that he uses for someone else. The way he calls me is not going to be the way that he calls each one of you. He has a specific and unique way and a specific and unique ringtone to get our attention. He knows just what to do to bring us into relationship with him. For me, it started when my dad died when I was 21 years old. I didn't understand why he was called to be in heaven right then. But God used that ringtone to get me on a journey that led me to Teen Challenge. And on that journey to Teen Challenge, I made a decision that said I was going to answer the call of God. And just like the Lord has a ringtone for us, there's somebody else that does too. The enemy has a ringtone that will lure us away from hearing the call that the Lord has for us. Satan was the archangel of music. So his ringtone for you might be something that tickles the, the hairs on your arms. It can be something that seems harmless, but in the end, it slowly draws you away from the Lord. You see, we have a couple of people in the Bible that responded to God's ringtone. Samuel, Saul, who was, who is now, who we know as the Apostle Paul, Rahab, and Ruth. And then we have Leah. Leah in the Old Testament was one of the wives of Jacob. And I love this story because it has a special place in my heart. I hope I don't cry. Leah wanted to please her husband, Jacob, so badly that she would have done anything to give him a son. See, Rachel was the one that he loved. It wasn't Leah. Leah was the ugly one. Rachel was the beautiful one. So Leah tried and tried and tried to give her husband a son. But at the moment that she said, I'm going to praise the Lord, instead of trying to please her husband, she gave birth to a little boy named Judah. And that is where my son got his name. Because when I stopped trying to please everybody else and listened to God's call for me and my family, I was giving birth to a little boy named Judah. So I have three steps, if you want, to help you with the call of God on your life. The first step in hearing God's ringtone is that you have to be sensitive to hear the call. So number one is hear the call. Verse four, then the Lord called Samuel. The Hebrew word for called is quera. Quera means to invite, give name to, and chosen. The Lord specifically called Samuel by name to invite him into his calling, which was a relationship with him. The Lord chose Samuel. Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 8, 
I love it in the message version of the Bible. It says, the Lord didn't choose you because you were big and important. The fact is, there was nothing to you. He did it out of sheer love. We all have been called by God. The fact that you're sitting in this room right now says you've been called by God. Whether your mom brought you here, your wife brought you here, your husband brought you here, or you been, were invited from walk ministry, or whatever it is. The fact that you're sitting in this room means that God's calling you by name. He's pointing you out, and he's saying, I want a relationship with you. I want you to go deeper. I want to have a committed relationship, and it begins with you hearing the call. But just as it says in Matthew twenty-two fourteen, many are called, but few are chosen. We must choose to answer the call. The Lord had brought Samuel to a place where he could have someone in his life help him hear the call. Eli was that person. But Samuel had to make the choice to, number two, answer the call. Verses 7 through 9. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. There, for Eli said to Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. See, we might not recognize that the Lord is calling us. For you students in the program, you might think you are here to get off drugs, which you are. But the Lord positioned you in a way where you had to listen and hear his call. And now you have the opportunity to answer it. The Lord places people in our lives to help us hear and understand the ringtone of God. Eli guided Samuel until he realized that the voice calling him was not Eli himself, but the Lord. God knows the exact people that are going to help you hear the call. Just like Samuel didn't know or recognize the Lord was calling him, we need someone to help us recognize that the Lord's call. For the setting that we are in right now, like I just said, the leaders of Teen Challenge are the ones that are helping you to recognize the call in your lives. And that is to have a personal relationship with him. Ministry, whatever it is that God's calling you after this program comes secondary to the personal relationship with God. Sometimes your TC leaders are going to tell you stuff you don't like. I know when I was in the program, I got really mad that I could not wear high heel shoes. I did. But there was a girl in the program who struggled with prostitution, and she loved high heel shoes. So they made us all not be able to wear them to protect her. So just because you might not understand the rule at the time, remember that there were people before you, and there will be people after you who need protection from certain things. And that's why these rules are in place. And that's why our leaders are here to help us because sometimes we get in ourselves and want what we want when we want it, that we don't pay attention to what God's really trying to say to us. 
Proverbs 15, 22. Plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. You come to me and you say, you know what, Ashley? I think it's time for me to leave the program. I've been here seven months and I got this. You know what? I believe you got it. But I don't believe it's your time to go. Because when you came into the program, you made a commitment to finish it. And when your TC leader, when Pastor Paul or Pastor Will or your staff in the house tell you, you know what, I think you should stay and complete the program, it's not doing it because we want you in the program for our benefit. It's to protect you and to help you fulfill the call in your life. Everyone needs advice and guidance, not just Christians. None of us can handle this life by ourselves. But as Christians, we need help in our walk with the Lord. That's why we have the body of Christ. That's why you have leaders. It's a unique group of people who've been where you have been and walked where you have walked, but have come up from the top, from the bottom, and now are at the top. We're no different than y'all. Just because I've been serving the Lord for 10 years doesn't mean that I'm any better than you. It just means I started my journey a little earlier. But you can be at the same place if you stay committed. The Lord has placed different people in your life to help you hear what he has to say and to see what he's trying to show you. And number three, number one, you have to hear it. Number two, you got to answer it. Number three, you got to respond. Verses 10 and 15. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. Verse 15. Now Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the Lord, for he was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Now, what happened between verses 10 and verses 15 was that the Lord spoke to Samuel and told Samuel that judgment was going to come to Eli and his family because Eli did not bring discipline to his sons. See, Eli's sons were very wicked in the eyes of the Lord. They didn't love God. They didn't honor him. And Eli didn't do anything to stop it. So the Lord told Samuel that he had to tell Eli that there was going to be judgment coming to his family. So right here, Samuel had to make a decision to respond to what the Lord had called and chosen him for. He had to make a tough decision. It wasn't the easy thing to do, for he had to let Eli know, his leader, his spiritual father know, that judgment was coming because Eli didn't know how to discipline his sons. So what can we get from that? You're in the program. Pastor Paul, Pastor Will, the staff, they're your spiritual fathers right now. And it's not the easy thing for us to do when we see things in your lives that need to be corrected. But if you want to do great things for the Lord, you have to allow correction in your life. Because when correction comes, then the direction comes, and then the protection is over you so that you can do the things that God's called you to do, whether it's to go home and be a father, whether it's to be in ministry full-time, or whether it's to be a layperson 
and be working in the marketplace. There are so many reasons to why things are the way they are. And it's to bring correction, direction, and protection over your lives. Samuel had to choose to respond to the call on his life. Or he had to choose to respond from the call and choose not to answer it because it was too difficult for him. But Samuel decided to be set apart and to respond to the call. But just like God called Samuel in the Old Testament to do something difficult, Jesus has the same calling in the New Testament. I love Jesus. You may think that answering the call of God is difficult because it goes against everything the world shows us. You may think it's difficult because you don't want to give up the things you like because they're fun and entertaining. Music, movies, TV, things that we're all accustomed to. What's wrong with watching an R-rated movie? I can tell you a lot of things that's wrong with it. What's wrong with, and this is a song that's really stood out to me. What's wrong with listening to Jay-Z? What's wrong? Empire State of Mind, number one hit, talks about this lovely city of New York. The lyric goes, and Jesus can't save you. Life starts with the church ends. How many of y'all listen to that song? Nobody? Oh. <laughs> that was a very subtle lyric. Did y'all know that that was in the song? What are you allowing to enter into your heart and to your mind? We must take a stand against the subtlenesses that cause us to become desensitized and prevent us from responding to the call of God. When we are desensitized to the things of God, the grass will begin to look greener on the other side. Which is because you have chosen to water or respond to the world, the other side, instead of water or respond to the grass or the side that God has given you. We have two specific ringtones that are waiting for our response. God is calling, and so is Satan. Before you came into the program, I'm pretty sure none of y'all were really worried about God. I was in the program, and I remember, this is kind of funny, um, before I got to the program, actually, when I was in my mess, I was in a trap house, in a drug house, and um, one of the girls that uh, would frequent the house, um, I would try to minister to her. <laughs> I would try to tell her that the Lord had bigger plans for her because she was a 24-year-old who was a crack addict that had two beautiful little twin boys. And she wanted to live the life that she was living. And you couldn't tell her anything different. But I would fight and fight and fight and try to tell her the word of God. I couldn't believe it for myself at that time. But I believed enough of it that to know that it could save her life if she would just grab hold of it. It's crazy, right? 
Samuel went on to answer the call, and what did he do? He anointed David, King David, who is the direct line to our Savior, Jesus. Because Samuel chose the call of God, he played a major part in God's plan to bring redemption to us. Our response to these calls will determine our destinies. Do you want to play a major part in God's plan for the redemption of others? Or do you want to go with the flow of the world and not impact the kingdom of God? In his word, the Lord is asking us to be separate. We can't bring impact to the world if we're just like the world. 2 Corinthians six seventeen, Therefore... Come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. God's calling. You know, especially in the times that we're in right now, it's not the cool thing to love God. Everybody's coming against him. Everybody's coming against the name of Jesus. But whenever and wherever you can, you speak boldly the name of Jesus. Because it's that the name of Jesus that chains are broken, that bondages are no longer there. The name of Jesus brings freedom. We can't bring the freedom to you. We can help you hear the call. We can help you answer the call. We can even help you try to respond to the call. But if you don't have it in your heart that Jesus is the only way, then none of that is meaningful. You can play church all you want, but it's got to mean something in your heart. And I get it. It's hard, but it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. He's calling you by name. He's saying, I have a plan. I have a purpose. I have a desire for you. I want you to impact this world for me. But do you need help? Do you need help making that decision to respond? Do you even need help to even hear the call? You're, you're, that, so, you're that far away that even his ringtone is so dull that you can't even hear it. It's drowned out by everything else. Do you need help to answer it? You hear it, but you don't know if you want to answer it because it's going to mean you got to give up a, a few things. But I guarantee you, you give up those few things, you'll get that and many more. Or do you need help just to respond? To take that step and trust that God's going to work it out. Let's make a choice tonight to make an impact on the people around us and respond to the call right now.